The scripture reading of the day comes from the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 17, verses 1 through 9. Six days later, Jesus took with him Peter and James and his brother John and led them up a high mountain by themselves. And he was transfigured before them, and his face shone like the sun, and his clothes became dazzling white. Suddenly there appeared to them Moses and Elijah talking with him. Then Peter said to Jesus, Lord, it is good for us to be here. If you wish, I will make three dwellings here, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. While he was still speaking, suddenly a bright cloud overshadowed them, and from the cloud a voice said, This is my son, the beloved. With him I am well pleased. Listen to him. When the disciples heard this, they fell to the ground and were overcome by fear. But Jesus came and touched them, saying, Get up and do not be afraid. And when they looked up, they saw no one except Jesus himself alone. As they were coming down the mountain, Jesus ordered them, Tell no one about the vision until after the Son of Man has been raised from the dead. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks, Thanks be, be to God. God. be seated. As human beings, and maybe I'm the only one and that's okay if I am, I have this obsession to, um, to know things, okay? In terms of I do not like questions that don't have concrete answers to them. I, I don't like when somebody has a conversation that maybe I don't have the knowledge to be able to participate in the conversation very well. And so therefore then I either have my cell phone and I'm like side uh, surfing the internet trying to learn real quick or I just kind of excuse myself and don't go back into the conversation because I just, you know, I like to know things. I like to be able to talk about uh, the different subject matters that, that may come up. I like to have the answers, right? I, I don't like to be someone who just doesn't understand or doesn't know. And I think that's, that's many of us, you know, sometimes we might be a little insecure when we don't have the knowledge that is needed in a conversation or during a subject matter. Um, we, we don't want to be looked at as lesser because we don't know things. Um, but the beautiful part is that it's okay to not always know what's going on. Whether that be with a subject matter like we're talking about or, you know, my wife, she is one who likes to have every second of the day planned and to know exactly what is coming next and every part of the situation 
as she tells me all the time before we're going to go hang out with some different people or even at a, at a church event, she likes to say, okay, give me a social story about what's about to, to happen in this block of time. And then if something changes, I get this look and I'm like, oh man, because she just doesn't, you know, adapt as well as others. She likes to know exactly what is going to happen. But it's okay, again, not to always know everything. It's okay not to know. See, we see in our scripture reading today, we have Jesus going up the mountain with three of his disciples, Peter, James, and John. And they're going up. I I don't necessarily know what exactly they're expecting to happen or what they're, they're going to be doing up there, but I have a suspicion that they did not expect for the event that occurred to be what they were going to see. And so all of a sudden, as they're going up the mountain, there's this transfiguration that happens. All of a sudden they are not able to see what is in front of them because it is so bright, so dazzling. And then, you know, they see Moses and they see Elijah talking. And in some of the other Gospels, it talks about how they did not recognize Jesus during this transfiguration event. You know, they knew that they were going up the mountain with Jesus, but all of a sudden they they saw Peter, I mean, I'm sorry, they saw Moses and Elijah talking to, I, I guess by default they assume was Jesus, this bright shining figure. And they, they held on to this idea and were so excited to see Moses, to see Elijah. And then, like that, they were gone. And it was just Jesus, face to face with them. I mean, Peter offered to make dwelling places for the three of them. One for Moses, one for Elijah, and one for Christ. I mean, they're, they're kind of scared as, as the event goes on, right? It talks about how they fell to the ground. They were overcome by fear. And then they hear, get up, do not be afraid. And when they looked up, that's when they saw no one but Jesus. See, this, this event, this transfiguration that happens, these disciples, they did not know what was happening. And when the event happened, we see Peter, who almost is more has his eyes more on the fact that Moses and Elijah are there rather than seeing 
Jesus in that moment. Seeing how Jesus has transfigured in a way where it's like he's so bright. The clothes are so dazzling and white. And it's almost this time where other than maybe by default, not even realizing that the third person is Jesus. And while we have not had in our lives, and maybe you have, and that's awesome, I want to hear more about this, but we have not walked up a mountain and seen Jesus transfigure in a way that these disciples experienced. And again, if you have, I would love to hear about it because that is just an awesome uh, experience, I'm sure. But while maybe we haven't had that experience and and been a part of Jesus transfiguring in this beautiful, uh, immaculate way as these disciples are seeing, we have looked face to face With Jesus and still been more concerned about the other things that were in front of us. Whether that be a Moses or Elijah. You know, Jesus continues to come into our lives in amazing and unique ways for each and every one of us. And if we don't stop and truly look, we may miss seeing Jesus transfigure in front of us, seeing Jesus' presence right in front of us. Because Jesus has come into the world, Jesus is fully God and fully human. And so Jesus has come into the world to be God's presence on this earth. And that presence that is there 2,000 years ago, that presence is still surrounding us. Not in the same physical sense that it was 2,000 years ago, but that presence of God, that presence of the Holy Spirit that surrounds us is still with us. And so we are still experiencing Jesus today. But are we missing? Are we missing the moments when He's in front of us? I pray and I hope that we don't miss every moment. And I pray that we continue to be cognitive of how Jesus is surrounding us in all of the moments of our lives. And that when we look face to face, we see Jesus in whatever form He shows up in our lives. Whether that be in the face of a child, in the face of a stranger that we know no background on, in the 
face of our spouse, our parents. Jesus comes in so many miraculous ways into our life. Just as Jesus transfigured in a way that looks so different from what he was as they started going up the mountain. And we don't want to miss out on that. We don't want to miss out on that ever-present, loving God that surrounds us. And we don't want to miss the moments when Jesus shows up in unrecognizable ways. So let us continue to open our eyes. Let us continue to search and see how it is Christ shows up in our lives in all the moments that we have. Let us pray. Almighty and gracious God, Lord, we just thank you. We thank you that Christ Jesus continues to show up in our lives. Christ comes in so many different forms and different people and different experiences. And so we just ask, Lord, that you continue to open our eyes so that we do not miss the moment when we are able to come face to face with our risen Lord, Christ Jesus, in whatever way He shows up in our life. So we thank You. We thank You for Your presence. We thank You for Your love. And we continue to trust You, our God. It's in Your Son's name we pray. Amen. Amen.